0: How to Dream
1: Cowboys. Welcome back. It's the HBO Boys. It's our final episode of the His Dark Material Season 2 Recap and Review Podcast. This week, we are recapping and reviewing Season 2, Episode 7, entitled, uh, Something Difficult to Say. A Shitter. <laughs> a- a- Shatter. I mean, and I'm James, and-, and that's Ryan, but, I mean, you probably know that already. If you're seven
0: episodes of Season 2, deep into his dark materials, and you don't know that he's James and I'm Ryan, and the name of the episode is A Shitter, then I, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Hey, James.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I am a little Mm -hmm. concerned about this episode of this podcast because Uh the episode of television that we both recently watched was slightly satisfying, a bit entertaining, but mostly, in my opinion, disappointing and podcast I, I really liked it. God you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> I would argue that podcasts aren't that good when hosts of the show are disappointed in the subject matter, mm-hmm. angry, uh-huh. that's perfect. Joyful, okay. good, still not great. Cuz angry would be great. But disappointed doesn't sound like bundles of fun. I think it will be additive. That we are on different sides of the aisle here, and that I think any opinion other than mine is incorrect, which is full of ego, but also just like not wrong ever. So, but James, I am wary. A podcast nobody listens to about a television show nobody watches is the one. Like, what if this is the one where we pop off, James? Okay, mm-hmm. what if this is the one that Joe Rogan listens to and thinks, "Wow, James and Ryan, they're the next big thing." And then he gets here, and he's just listening to. One person be like, "No, it was good," and one pe- person being like, "I wish it was better." And then he's like, "Well, no, thank you. This show sucks." What are your feelings on that incredibly plausible scenario, James?
1: Uh, well, I- I'm not too worried about it. I'm prepared to carry the show as I often do. No, no, no. Um.
0: After last week, James, we've had this discussion. <laughs> you are no longer the alpha. I went back from saying "Ahoy, Dream Cowboys" to "Howdy, Dream Cowboys" because I don't right. like change either. But uh,
1: No, I, I, Ryan's lying about that. We had a very uh, very dramatic and emotional conversation where I told Ryan if he tries that Ahoy Dream Cowboy shit again, uh, he's off the show. And so he had no choice. And uh, we're back to Howdy Dream Cowboys. Uh, you're welcome, everyone.
0: I live on a different continent than you, <laughs> but I will spend every dime and every moment asserting my dominance over you in a physical fashion. And then I'll have to quarantine. Like, I, I might lose my job. Uh, definitely lose my relationship. But just so you and everybody who listens to this podcast, all seven of them understand that I will dominate you is really important to me.
1: So Ryan gets to Korea and then he has to spend two weeks in an, a government isolation compound just, at his own expense. Just Like $2,500. Just so He's like, all right, it's been... It's been nine days, James, but in six more days, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to
0: beat your ass. I have been in solitary confinement thinking about one thing and one thing only. My fist going through your whole face. Anyway, here's Dark materials. <laughs>
1: yeah, before we get started, guys, we have a Patreon. It's HBO Boys on Patreon. boi Well, you know how to spell it. It's the logo of the show. <laughs> and yeah, if, if you guys listened to recently, I know many of you did. The the numbers are quite good. The Talkie Boys Radio Hour Part 2. Yeah, if if you enjoyed that, well, you should know the patrons had it for like a month uh, before it went up. And so if you'd like to hear the third one, which I'm currently writing and and maybe we're going to get to, uh, I think, sometime in January, if you'd like to hear it first, hit us up on Patreon. There's also a bunch of bonus content on there. Ryan's Hunter Hunter episodes go up there early. I just put a bonus episode of a new series I'm starting... Where we recap and review a movie with one of our patrons, and we did that with Major Woody, and it was a lot of fun. And so, if you'd like to hear that, that's uh, patrons only. I listened to that episode. Did you listen to it?
0: Yes, with you and Major Woody. I have to also assert my dominance over him so that he knows he can't replace me. But yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Also, I just watched or I just listened to the newest version of the second episode of the Talkie Boys Radio Hour. With the background music and sound effects. And I love it. The series is my favorite thing we've ever done. And I think everybody should listen <laughs> to it. And for only a dollar a month, you get to listen to it early. What a bargain.
1: So we already just disca- I can't say the fucking name of this episode. We tried to say it last episode. I heard some characters say the name a few times. Still not possible. Say uh, a, th- s- a-, a say shitter. the
0: letter A. A. And then say the word Shatter. Shatter. Now put those two things together.
1: A shatter. There you go. Bam. You did it. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> it's it's a uh, quite a meaty episode. So I think we should we should just get to it. Get to going. Yeah. Beef. Our heroes, Will and Lyra, are hiding in the cave with the three witches who have come to help them. That's Serafina and two witch red shirts whose names I didn't catch.
0: You don't have to. Like you just said, they're red shirts.
1: So the witch who got got by a specter last episode wakes up and. Her description of being attacked by a specter is almost exactly the same as, like, if you're attacked by a Dementor in Harry Potter. And all the hope in the world was gone. They are Dementors. Lyra tells the witches they ought to just go, because as adults, they're marked for death. But the witches are like, no, we're too brave for that pussy shit, we're gonna stay.
0: Well, yeah. Also, they're aware of the prophecy, and they're like, no, we're gonna... We're like bodyguards now, and leaving you... Is like falling asleep on the job. We're not going to do that.
1: The other witch queen who is not Serafina, uh, whose name I did not catch this whole season. Her name is Ruda. Yeah, she is like on her way there and she's in a canyon somewhere and she hears a bunch of horrible golem monkeys talking <laughs> about the upcoming war with the Magisterium.
0: Yeah, she's searching for Asriel. She hears Cliff gas speaking about the A-shatter and the head gassed says that he knows war is coming and that the authority actually might be defeated by Asriel. But Asriel, in order to do this, needs the A shatter. Now, here's this thing. Mm -hmm. It seems as though the witches don't know what that means, so the audience isn't supposed to know what that means. Yeah. But I know what that means. (laughs) <laughs> and oh, i don't know the cliff say the word a shatter but in their language it or when translated to english that just means subtle knife so oh yeah so the audience i don't think is supposed to know that yet but basically the cliff are like lord asriel needs the subtle knife and then the witches are like what is an a shatter and how do we get that to asriel question mark and it's right under their noses
1: okay well, that's uh, all right i didn't know that it kind of changes things a little bit but anyway yeah then he needs the subtle knife or he can't not not defeat the magisterium this is no longer about defeating the magisterium this is about defeating the authority which is the god the magisterium worships yeah, it's, it's god. apparently real it's and, just and killing god defeating. yeah <laughs> okay back in the in-between world Will and Pan are having a heart-to-heart, and Will confesses that actually he's much more frightened of the situation that he lets on to Lyra, and also that he considers Lyra to be his BFFFL, and Lyra, she's pretending to be asleep, but she hears him say that, and she's smiling.
0: Uh, I, this is like, uh, on the list of things I didn't like about this episode, this is number one, because I think in the books this conversation makes sense. There are thousands of more words spoken between Lyra and Will up to this point. A bond is shown between them that cannot be argued against. But without that context, this best friendship does seem wildly unearned to me. And so it just this moment felt forced and stupid. (laughs) To me, obviously. I mean, if we if
1: if we accept that, like the only things that have happened are what we have seen on screen, but I think you're supposed to suspend your disbelief that this has been happening over a matter of weeks or maybe a month or longer. No. Um and and no. uh, traumatic events no. bond people together. I mean, that's no. just a fact. So they've they've been through some shit together. No. They're comrades in arms now. Oh my god. No,
0: I. Uh, <clears throat> Listen, did Game of Thrones do this to us? Did Game of Thrones like scare HBO? Like, we can't let anything go for more than three seasons ever again. Even when it's a large fantasy novel, a whole book will be seven episodes. Jane Tranter, the producer of the show, was like, you know, the third book, The Amber Spyglass, is probably gonna have to be more than seven episodes i mean i just don't know if we can fit all of them into seven jane i don't think you could fit the the goddamn subtle knife into seven but you did it anyway i'm so angry
1: elsewhere lee and joe walk away from their crash as we said they would (laughs)
0: lee has crashed multiple times he's dope at crashing
1: joe can sense the knife is nearby but they also realize that the magisterium will be hot on their tails
0: So, like, bloodhounds, they start going towards
1: the ice shitter. Coulter and her monkey track down the house that Lyra and Will were staying at, and she finds her jacket. And then, you know, uh, Miss Coulter is very sad that her daughter isn't there for her to abuse and say crazy shit to. Yeah,
0: she smells that coat real deep. Takes a real big whiff of the coat. And, exactly, her feelings on this subject, the subject being Lyra, are so... I don't know what they are. I mean, really, truly, like, I don't know if she knows what they are. She's like, okay, I do I want to control her or love her or both?
1: Meanwhile, the witches aren't aware that there's someone walking around Chittagaya. And they they said, oh, maybe we should.
0: This has been too many weeks, James. (laughs) 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 But you know what? This does give an opportunity for me to do my favorite thing on the His Dark Material Season 2 podcast,
1: which is this there you go Yay! and they mentioned that they should go maybe help because if like there's a person walking around the city they're in danger we should go help them and they're also going to send one of their daemons through the portal to like report back to their allies and everybody else let's like split up and find Joe
0: the number one rule of d d James never split up
1: Malone and the kiddies from last episode are hiking in the mountains where they find an encampment of the adults from the city, and she sees them off and continues on her way. But I was thinking, like, aren't there, like, 20 more kids back in the city? Why didn't they take those kids, too?
0: Yeah, yeah the, the production budget at that point couldn't have any more extras.
1: Will and Lyra are still chilling in the caves. Will wants to keep moving, and Lyra said, no, we should listen to what the witches say. You know they've actually they've had this conversation a few times already by now
0: (laughs) this is one of the parts of the show slash episode that i actually liked because will's point of like i think we should just go like we saw the witch get mauled by the dementor earlier they don't attack us it's like good for both us and them that we're not around each other and they've helped as much as i think they can i don't know this works for me and will's idea is a good one So I was like, yeah, leave them, leave them immediately.
1: And then Lyra says, like, actually, I was awake and I heard you say that I'm your BFFFL and I think you're my BFFFL as well.
0: Right. Then they come up with a secret handshake. It's 45 minutes of the episode, which is bold, but I'm glad they took the time.
1: One of the witches goes and finds Coulter to try to help her. And Coulter immediately attacks her and threatens to feed her to a specter. She demands to know about this, like, fucking prophecy that the witches won't tell her about. She's very angry. And they tell her that Lyra is Eve, the new Eve, and we're living before the next fall. And having gotten this information, Coulter feeds the daemon to the specter, which is kind of grisly. And the monkey is afraid of the specters, and Coulter bullies the monkey. She's like, don't be such a little bitch, monkey.
0: (laughs) So this was able to happen because... The monkey, Ozymandias slash Malice, whatever you'd like to call him, the golden monkey, grabs the daemon of the witch. So Coulter was able to physically manhandle the witch only because the witch's daemon was, like, being choked. And then Coulter decides to zombify the witch, which is, like, for sure the more cruel version of murder that she had at her disposal. And then the exact thing you said, the specter approaches the golden monkey and Marissa tells him to stop whimpering. The relationship of the monkey and Marissa is, to me, the most interesting in the show, which lends itself to her quickly becoming my favorite character in the show as her power level rises to equal or above the witches with the help of her new Dementor friends. But just like, what's going to happen? Is that monkey going to turn on her? I hope so.
1: Will and Lyra are still chilling in the caves. They they have the same conversation again. Let's get moving. No, I want to stay with the witches. And then the other witch queen. Ruda. Ruda shows up. And we then cut to the magisterium soldiers combing the forest, looking for Joe and Lee. And I guess like the captain of the squad or whatever has a bird, Damon, who's like in the sky doing recon for them.
0: Right. The bird's name is Lucy. It's in the
1: sky with diamonds. It's not. That's not even a good joke. Keep moving. <laughs> So Serafina explains the situation to Ruta that Lyra's on a mission in this world, and Ruta said, no, let's bring her back to our world so we can have our big fight, and Serafina says that, no, better yet, we'll stay here. You go and join Asriel and get him for your big fight. He'll be more useful, which they seem to agree on, and they split up. And
0: then Ruta goes and off to find James McAvoy, who, in season two of
1: this show, cannot be found due to coronavirus. Joe and Lee catch sight of the Magisterium soldiers tailing them, but before they can hide or escape, the bird spies them, and Lee gets shot in the leg, so he's limping now. They
0: look up to see a daemon, at which point they say a line that I did really enjoy, which was like, uh, that's not my daemon, and so we should, gosh dang, run. Lee gets shot in the ankle, which looks like it sucks, and then they, you know limp along into the woods and at this point this was like a thing i ruined for myself as i did everything yeah. in the mm-hmm. show but i kind of forgot right here i was like oh he just he can still walk and run oh they're gonna be fine
1: Coulter and monkey go to a church and Coulter scolds the monkey and hits him and i am very sad oh my god
0: i want her to stop mistreating that monkey A monkey that I'm not 100% sure I like all the time. But, you know, a good way for me to gain empathy for an animal slash a physical manifestation of a person's spirit is when you beat the shit out of it over and over again.
1: Right, and what does that mean, like, subtextually, that, like, Coulter's, like, beating the shit out of her own soul?
0: It, I (laughs) think, means that she can, for the same reason that she is good with the Dementors... Depress or suppress the dust that is descended upon her, so that, like, even as she beats the shit out of her own monkey, it doesn't hurt her. So, you know, it stands to reason that the mudblood theory is a good one, and I hope one
1: day that the people who do this show tell us what's happening. Then Coulter climbs the tower in the middle of the city and summons all the specters to her, and she's like, going to make her assault or whatever. Right, cool thing that happens. End of Chittagatsi. Joe and Lee are still trying to escape the soldiers, and they, they they make a plan to split up. Joe is going to continue on and run off, and Lee is going to make a last stand. This is something that happens in anime all the time. At this point, Lee would say to Joe, like, Ah, leave it to me from here. I'll take it from here. Leave the rest to me.
0: Literally, Lee in Westworld does this exact thing.
1: Right. <laughs> Right, it's Achilles last stand. For all you Led Zeppelin fans out there.
0: I don't know if the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds or that joke was worse, but they are vying for that title and it's gonna be a knockdown drag out fight.
1: Lyra and Pan talk alone. I mean this is a nice little scene. Lyra says that you know, she feels herself changing, along with her feelings for Will are changing, and that perhaps this means that Pan will settle into a permanent form soon.
0: I want to say the second part of that sentence again as the notification well, sound I,
1: happened. Oh, that happened on my phone? I thought that happened on my computer. No. And that maybe this means that Pan will settle into a permanent animal form soon. I hope it's the
0: red panda.
1: Is it... I mean, you don't have to spoil it. Is it going to be something like crazy cool? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just checking. JC! JC! Like, you know, if... If she, like, settled on, like, a dragon or something. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, really out of character. But as it turns out, it's a goddamn Kraken.
1: Elsewhere, Malone does some more Eaching, fortune-telling in the woods somewhere. I don't know why this little scene is even in here. I, you know, I could have just assumed more or less she was doing this kind of thing anyway. Yeah, they
0: should have just done Mary's stuff straight. They should have taken five minutes and been like, this is all the shit that Mary
1: did. And, and. I really liked this next part. And I also did not see it coming. I was a little bit shocked. This was my, like, Roger moment from last season. So Lee is doing a very good job of holding off the soldiers. And, uh, well, at this point, I was thinking, like, Magisterium sh- soldiers, shoot the bunny. You hit the bunny once, you're good.
0: Mm, they're stormtroopers, basically. They cannot hit one shot to save their lives. Uh, well, actually, that's not entirely.
1: Yeah, he gets hit uh, first a bullet grazes the top of his head right that was gross the rabbit is now like getting very upset and apologizes for not like talking him out of going on this adventure tragic he then gets gets hit once more in the arm and falls over and it seems like all hope might be lost but then he remembers that like Serafina gave him a magic summoning item which he definitely should have busted out, like, 15 minutes ago.
0: Yeah, just as soon <laughs> as he saw a deridual in the sky.
1: And he uses it to call her, and and it seems to work, but, like, just after calling her, he gets, like, shot again this time uh, in the abdomen. Lee's death did not hit me
0: nearly as hard as I think it should have. I believe it would have hit you harder because he's your favorite character on the show, and he's Alexander Hamilton, and you like seeing him on the TV. But him dying, truly, I was like, oh, okay. Okay, Lee's gone. Who cares? Like, what actually affected me emotionally was Hester the Rabbits and Lee's Damon, her love for Lee as they died together.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, Serafina gets the rescue message, and Lyra's like, yeah, go, but, you know, then... And you and you think like, oh, it's a Deus Ex Machina situation. They're gonna be okay. They're gonna be okay. Uh, and then they die, like, while crying and mm. saying like, "I love you" to one yeah. another. And and I I thought it was really effective. Um, I also did just did not see this coming. To me, this was like a Game of Thrones style death because like he's a fan favorite character, and he in his death, and 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 this is like underscored by what Hester. And Lee say to each other, like, okay, yeah, at least we could do some small thing to help Lyra. So they they die in kind of like a small moment. It's not like Achilles' last stand, but like the joke I just made. You know, it's uh it's a small but inevitable moment. Like it's, like it's like yeah, two guys with one gun aren't gonna make it away unscathed from like fifty dudes, right?
0: In some other stories, they would have. But right. not in this one, which you can respect. I'm just saying, like, it, the reasoning as they die, like, at least we did this one thing for Lyra. Another relationship that I felt was completely unearned was the Lee-Lyra. Same as the unearned relationship of Lyra-Will. So even in that moment, I was like, I, I mean, it, This the part of that death that was effective for me a, in a cynical view was the, between Hester and Lee. That was absolutely on point. That made me sad as F.
1: Yeah, well, I, I I will agree with you where he says to Joe, like, that girl's like a daughter to me. I was like, really? Really, Lee? dude? <laughs> that seems
0: like a stretch. But I will miss Lee. I, I know too much. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> the next morning, Will gets a telepathic message from his father, Joe, and he goes to meet him. And meanwhile, Coulter is, like, nearly arriving on the scene as well. They finally meet. Joe asks about his mother. Will says that she's safe. Will's like, why did you abandon us? And (laughs) he doesn't get an answer. But not right away, at least. No. (laughs) I I like that he kind of dodged that question. (laughs) Yeah. Cut to Coulter, like, very casually, just, like, arriving right in front of Lyra. And before it's almost, it seems like before Coulter could even like process what was happening, the specter just like moves over and kills the other red shirt witch that came with Serafina.
0: in like the background, which was disconcerting yeah. as Ms. Coulter like bends down, touches Lyra's face and Lyra wakes up and she's like, oh, shit.
1: Joe tells Will that he could not find his way back to their world. And he got distracted uh, by this mission of saving the Spider-Verse, and he tells Will that uh, now that he is the knife-bearer, it's his responsibility to use the knife to help Asriel to to kill God. And and there was a great moment, like, right after he says this, Will's like, and then we'll go home? Eek. Eek city! Uh, yeah! Sure. Then we'll go home. Sure, dude.
0: (laughs) home it is i'm sure nothing bad will happen in the next five
1: seconds will says that he doesn't think he can do it and joe tells him that he's already proved himself strong enough for the task ahead and just as they have this touching father-son moment a magisterium soldier like appears that's the one with the recon bird and he takes a shot at will and joe turns to protect him and he takes the bullet right to the back and then Joe's Damon kills the Magisterium guy's Damon, uh, but Joe dies in the process. And obviously, you know, Will is very cut up about this. He's been searching for his dad for years, just found him, and he died right away. Another thing I did not see coming. I thought, you know, eventually Joe would die, but not like in this episode, not a second after meeting Will.
0: And a moment after Lee's death as well. This is sadly another death that meant absolutely nothing to me. Joe. Yeah, well,
1: we just met Joe, and
0: yes, that's why I thought he wouldn't die right away. Yeah, I it's just it was I in my opinion an unforgivable underuse of Andrew Scott he, character in Joe that did not have one relationship that I cared at all about. But like, okay, in the book, Joe is killed by a witch that he cheated on his wife, uh while being in another world, and then is he was like, sorry, I can't be with you. I have a wife in another world and I'm guilty and I got to go. And then that witch has like in the books been a part of the witch storyline the whole time. And Uh. the witches are like, listen, we're going to find Joe Pari. When you find him, I know you've like promised to murder him the next time you saw him in your bloodlust. But you just like got to put that to the side because we need him alive. And then they get to him and then she murders him anyway because she can't control herself which is a better death than getting randomly shot by a bird dude while protecting Will, a person that he just met. Also, by the way, I, I would be remiss not to also point out not only did Andrew Scott get underused, Phoebe Waller-Bridge as his Damon gets insanely underused. It's almost like a cameo, basically. Yeah, a cameo that they're asking us to care about but how how could you ever
1: Serafina then catches up with Lee's body and says like you know says a witch prayer to Satan for him or something
0: yeah the internet says it's a spell which preserves oh. his body which i don't Shit. i don't know what that he's, means he's
1: going to fucking come back like Jon Snow in season 6 baby
0: yeah yeah he is going to be naked on a stone slab and Melisandre is going to bring him back after a slow zoom in i honestly hope that happens i know it doesn't
1: (laughs) while asriel is giving a big speech pitching his revolutionary movement against the authority we see a montage of all the main characters on their continuing journeys including a shot of coulter on a boat with lyra apparently in the suitcase in front of her yeah i hope there are holes in that suitcase (laughs) <laughs> like, could she breathe in that shit? We see Will putting on his dad's, like, shaman cloak, which was a kind
0: of a cool shot. It was a very cool shot of him in the giant hood with the subtle knife with the sun behind him. Cool shot of the episode by far. And then we finally
1: see Azriel, and he's, like, totally weathered, but he's, like, wearing the same outfit we last saw him in. And he's screaming these words into the sky of some unknown world, and... And as he does, the angels manifest in the sky and pledge their support to him. This is the
0: five hours of work that James McAvoy did total before the production was shut down by the pandemic. So uh, he was obviously supposed to have his own episode that was going to cover three days prior to episode one in season two about how Chittagatze died, basically. But that never happened. And I
1: assume it involves him doing some fucked up shit, right?
0: Uh, I mean, him opening the portal is what multiplied the amount of specters that were there. So hmm. I don't know if like he knew he was going to create a goddamn army of Dementors or not. I don't think
1: he cares, though.
0: He's no. Like, all oh, right, collateral damage. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, collateral damage is something he's made very clear, especially when telling Roger to his face, like, listen, dude, you're about to die. That's my bad. But who cares? This is bigger than us. I'm trying to kill
1: God with a knife. The last scene, Coulter opens her suitcase up on the boat where she has an unconscious Lyra inside and she very creepily caresses her sleeping face and tells her that she's going to take her someplace safe. And, you know, this is quite a dark Empire Strikes Back ending, but I did think, like, well, this is all according to the Golden Compass's designs, right? So this can't be that bad, ultimately. If they got here by following the altheometer, unless the angels are evil, in which case they shouldn't listen to the golden compass. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm just wondering how she's unconscious and why she's in a box. But everyone's motivation slash everyone's goal is a bit hazy. Uh, I think Miss Coulter's goal, and let me know if you disagree, is to protect slash control. Lyra while becoming as powerful as she can be. Like she sees her own level of power to be the way that Lyra will be best off. And it is kind of like devoid from the Asriel storyline, which is on a higher level. It's just like, I'm trying to actually murder God with the help of his angels are the specters opposite of angels? Like, that Asriel side of the equation where the story is not grounded whatsoever purposely because it's in goddamn heaven or hell of some version of the afterlife is so super unclear. And then it becomes even more unclear as we get a Marvel after credit scene.
1: Oh, I didn't see the Marvel after credits scene. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude? What was it? Dude, you stopped it? There was an after credit scene. <laughs> I stopped it. I was like, I gotta get on the phone with Ryan now. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Open it
0: up. We're gonna get your live reaction to the after credit scene. Oh,
1: shit. I don't like to be put on the spot. Shut up. <laughs> I, I usually watch these on HBO Max, but something's happening with my VPN and that shit today. And so instead, I watched it on www.eprojectfreetv.us That sounds legit. A very legitimate business, and all this money will go right to the content creators. You should do a virus scan. (laughs) I already... I, uh... My computer's got a condom on it, it's fine. Oh, gross. Let us know when you start. Okay, the main server doesn't seem to be loading. I'm gonna try the beta server. Which, you know, I, I I don't like the implications of that, okay? Please... Yeah, no. no. Yeah, I James will only watch the things server. on the alpha yeah. server, correct? <laughs> All right, credits, got the credits going, credits, credits. Credits, credits. Just give me the nick fury already. <laughs> All right. There's only 30 seconds left on this file, so something better happen soon. All right, here we go. Blackness. Lyra. Sounds like Roger. Okay, Lyra is talking to Roger in the shadow realm.
0: Interesting. Oh my god, like and subscribe. You gotta have a bigger reaction. Oh, Ro- Roger! <laughs>
1: oh my god, Roger! The kid has such a creepy little face. Yep. Sorry the actor who plays Roger. You look like uh, a marionette puppet Brock to life. They're definitely not listening to this show. He does, though, look, he looks like like fucking Pinocchio when he is animated, but before he is a real boy. <laughs> That's
0: accurate. I like it.
1: So yeah, I mean, you said you were disappointed. I thought this was the best episode of the season so far. Actually, Joe's death or whatever. Yeah, the stakes were low for him, but I mean, I I, I felt for Will Lee's death. You didn't like it. I liked it a lot in the sense that I that, you know, I, I I like to be I like to have my expectations subverted, and and oh, and, and I'm gross. thinking I was, I was thinking when it happened. I was like, you don't see that a lot, where like. The character is about to die, and then the deus ex machina thing happens, and then they die anyway, you know?
0: (laughs) Yes. I think that is an attribute of the fantasy story. It's a death that has consequence, could have, would have been saved, but wasn't. And Lee's death, I think, is the best, definitely in the season. Way better than Boreal's, way better than Jopari's, way better than any of the redshirt witches just because of the relationship with Hester and the amount of work the show has done to make you care about Hester and Lee's relationship. It's just, uh, this is one of those things where, like, my disappointment is in what it could have been. Like... Yeah.
1: well, I, I, To your point, it's like, I I, I already forgot about Boreal. Like, <laughs> he died last episode, and it's almost like, instead of dying, Coulter just, like, erased him from existence. Like... Yeah. Because his death was like it, it. Also, I did not see it coming. It was kind of out of nowhere. But it, it to me, Boreal's death. I don't know if it worked out the same way in the books, but to me, that was like a Game of Thrones season eight death. It's like, how do we wrap up his plotline? Well, he's dead. Don't worry about
0: it. I just three seasons is not enough. Seven episodes yeah. is not enough. And I want to know exactly why this show is getting cucked.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. I wonder how much like HBO even has to do with that, because it's like an HBO-BBC joint, right? And I know British prestige TV tends to be shorter in seasons to American prestige TV, just, like, generally. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I I See, I haven't read the book, and I don't know what happens in the book, and so for me, it doesn't really feel that rushed. As you said, some of the character relationships feel a little bit rushed, like Lee and Lyra, Lyra and the witches not all of them though it's like lyra and will have gone through some shit it was the same thing with lyra and the teddy bear in season one it's like okay well i can see why they have this bond now because they went on this grand adventure
0: so like what i was thinking about while i was watching this episode and while things were happening was this is making me angry and disappointed just like on based on what my romantic version of what i think it could have been and this wasn't even a intellectual property that i cared about nostalgically right Mm -hmm. like there's gonna be a lord of the rings show eventually there's going to be the game of thrones spinoff those Mm -hmm. two shows i have an expectation for that is unreal can't be met and is 100% 100% unhealthy like there's no way like when I'm disappointed in those two shows it's going to affect my actual day to day life which isn't good it's bad but like yeah
1: if those shows are bad watch out if you're Ryan's barista and you get the coffee wrong it's not gonna go well for you oh
0: no I'm never mean to a barista if you're mean to a barista you okay. can fuck yourself and die uh, but I, I just like I was just thinking like, oh, I, this could have been so much better. What could this have been if given more time and money, uh, you you see like what 50% is and 50% is so good. What could 100% have been? And then it
1: was over and I was like, well, back to being a pirate. So we've watched a lot of shit this year. And now it's over the year that is, and good riddance. At the end of Lovecraft Country, we did this, but now we have another show. to like slide into the tier list or whatever. Oh, shit. Um, this does not change my overall ranking, but if I had to position this somewhere, I would say his Dark Materials better than Lovecraft Country. Yep. By a hair. Mm. By a hester. <laughs> so then the 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 changed ranking, at least for me, and I know you and I had a different. A different top, but the bottom layers were pretty much the same. The worst would be Westworld Season 3. Sure. And then after that is Raised by Wolves. Sure. And then after that is Lovedcraft Country. Yep. And then after that would be probably in the number two slot. Or sorry, in the number three slot, His Dark Materials. Number two slot, Watchmen. Number one slot, Perry Mason. For me.
0: On my side, Watchmen, I think, is still my favorite show I've watched this year. Perry Mason is second and climbs every day. In retrospect, Perry Mason becomes better and better, just nostalgically in my brain. And I agree with the rest of it, although I would put Raised by Wolves all the way at the bottom and Westworld Season 3 above it. So, okay.
1: so you have Westworld Season 3 second to
0: last. Yeah, yeah, Correct. But yeah, His Dark Materials Season 2, uh, above Lovecraft Country.
1: Just by a bit, only because, like, I would say that the, the the greatest parts of Lovecraft Country like really transcend that show, but there's a couple episodes that are just kind of
0: filler. National Treasure, are you speaking of? Yeah. F that episode, yeah, dude. That, that episode, episode sucks. Episode. And, and there <laughs> was no His Dark Materials Season 2 episode that was truly awful. It was just a feeling no. of, like...
1: And, so and even the ones that were a little bit shall I say, subtler. Shut the uh, fuck paid up. Hate off Shut eventually. Up. You, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, on a letter grade. Uh and guys, please do not go and check whatever letter grades we gave other shows to compare them against what we give this one. It's not a hard fixed standard, alright? It's a floating standard. We're just kind of giving it a general feeling on this one episode because I don't remember what letter grade I gave the other shows. Okay? Oh yeah, I was, it's just the way it is. I
0: don't know at all. <laughs> letter grade for season two of His Dark Materials. I'm
1: gonna give it a solid B plus because it was short. If it had been fleshed out more, it would have that A.
0: I give it a B, I believe. Mm. And I want to say I gave Lovecraft either a C plus or a B minus.
1: It's crazy because like I'm always saying, the show is too long. The show, that show is too long. That fucking show is too long. His Dark Materials too short, way too short. I'm, I'm sure that like you know, for example, back when it came out, everybody fucking loved uh, Daredevil. I'm like shit's too long. Same thing, Jessica Jones, too fucking long.
0: I didn't watch either of those. Luke things. Cage,
1: too fucking long. Didn't watch they're, any they're, of that. I think they're like thirteen episodes long. Thirteen episodes, way too long. You gotta do two more than ten for prestige TV show. It better be fucking amazing. But yeah, seven. Also, conversely seven too little too little for this uh maybe just right for season eight of game of thrones because it sucked ass and i and i didn't really want more of that anyway
0: (laughs) that is i have so many feelings about that sentence that it could fill an entire eight hours of another podcast but i'm so i'm not gonna get into it but yes this should have been 10 episodes it also probably should have been six seasons overall we should have had two seasons per book uh, with a total of six seasons But it's just not going to happen. I just have this dread eating at my heart, both metaphorically and actually physically, just like, which is mostly cholesterol's fault. It's it's
1: giving me heartburn.
0: Uh, Everything gives me heartburn. That I'm going to reach the end of season three and reach the end of this show and just feel like shit.
1: (laughs) The thing is, you now have are enveloped in the lore and and the story arc, and I'm not, man. I have no idea where this shit is going. I have no expectations, uh, in story wise. My expectation is that the quality of the show ought to stay the same or or go even higher. But like, uh, let's say they fuck up some detail of the story. I won't even know. I won't even know until you complain about it. Here's the
0: thing. Season three, if they do it at all like what the book is, it's going to go off the goddamn rails. Because it goes (laughs) into an omnipotent war. Also, featuring Mary Malone doing some weird ass shit that I hope is awesome.
1: uh, Keep it vague.
0: That's all I'm going to say.
1: Keep it vague.
0: Weird ass shit is is pretty vague. (laughs) There are no details in that whatsoever. Except for that
1: it's weird. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening for this season of His Dark Materials, and thank you for listening to the show. Generally, uh, if you're just listening, it does mean a lot to us. We uh, appreciate our lovely listeners so much. If you'd like to do more, follow us on social media, on Twitter. He's at Ryan, I'm at James Men. There's an HBO Boys Facebook page as well, uh, or leave us a nice review on whatever podcast app you listen to this on. And if you would like to underwrite the show as podcast hosting is not free, and, uh, you know, the, 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 upgrades that we make, I upgraded my sound quality, uh, uh, equipment this year as well, not free either. Um, so find us on Patreon and, uh, that's not just a charity thing. You also get bonus content. Uh, you get other pieces of content sooner. There's a private discord for patrons only where you can chat with Ryan and I and other fans of the show. And then Ryan will shout out your name at the end of each show. Yeah,
0: that's the main value. Thank you to Siam, Jamie Lockner, Anthony Wells, Harboil, Greg Nicole, David Lemon Podcast, James Rush, my Cliff Wilding, Atheism, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Dave Eleven, Westwood, Craig, Man, John Jones, Major Woody, and Kyle Andreas for the money. If you want me to say your name slower, uh, give me more money, I guess.
1: <laughs> and then we are going dark. Next week, as we usually do at the end of a season, yeah, a little bit. Maybe uh, if we're feeling charitable, we'll unlock charitable patron's-only episodes.
0: Yeah, if you peasants want some fish bones,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And then catch us uh, later on in January when uh, uh, I think the current plan is to do Barry. Yeah, it
0: is the Bill Hader assassin TV show featuring the Fonz. We'll get into it.
1: I honestly, man, so many times at the end of episodes, I want to be like, I'm James. And then I have to think, like, no, no, we haven't done that for years.
0: And I'm Ryan. And this is the HBO Boys Podcast. See? Doesn't work. No. Doesn't feel good anymore. Feels forced. Feels bad. Sounds bad. You're bad.